0: You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, bringing you episode 24 of the Decoding Success Podcast with our special guest for the day, Ryan Serhan. Expansion. Always, in all ways, is the motto Ryan lives by, and when we talk about how he defines success, you can start to catch the vibe that he is continuously striving for more in life. Ryan Serhan began his first day in the real estate business on September 15, 2008, a historical day for those of you that remember. It was the same day that Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy in the wake of the subprime mortgage collapse. While the real estate sector has steadily recovered, Serhan himself has quickly become one of the most successful brokers in the world, with agents under his leadership in in New York City, LA, Miami, and the Hamptons. The Sirhan team has been named by World Street Journal Real Trends as the number one real estate team in New York for two years in a row, and the number two team in the country selling close to $1 billion in real estate last year. Ryan is consistently the youngest broker to make the journal's top 10 list each year. Ryan stars in the popular Bravo series Million Dollar Listing New York, which just wrapped its seventh season. On September 18, 2018, the week of his 10-year anniversary in real estate, He debuted his first book, Sell It Like Hant. When pre-sales were announced, Ryan was number one on Amazon's daily list of movers and shakers. As star and producer, this year he also debuted his new Bravo show, Sell It Like Hant, started a successful vlog which can be found on YouTube just by searching his name, and launched an app called Agent Empire New York City. There is nothing Ryan can't do. His motto communicates his professional and personal philosophy mentioned earlier, expansion always, in all ways. Today's episode is brought to you by our partnership with Audible. The Decoding Success podcast and Audible have teamed up to deliver all of our faithful listeners a free audiobook of your choice. Knowing how success-driven our listeners are, we wanted to continuously be able to provide value to all of you by giving you yet another way to educate, inspire, and motivate yourselves. To claim your free audiobook of your choice, head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. And without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. Ryan, thank you so much, man. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us. No
1: problem, man. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Now, the way I kick the show off is asking every interviewee how they define success. So I'm curious, how do you define it? Oh, man.
1: Um, you know, for me, success isn't based on, on money or anything like that. It's a, a process of consistently hitting a series of goals over a relative time period. You know, like it's my, my definition of success this year is very different than my definition of success when I was 18 years old and when I was 25 and when I was 30, but it's all very relative. So as long as I can hit goals that I've set that are not the easiest goals to hit, then I know that that's a success and that's both personally and professionally.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's that trend upward. I totally get it. It's that growth. Now, how do you find yourself staying on track to be able to hit those goals?
1: Um, I honestly, man, I'm, I'm a bit anal with all this stuff. I break everything down, uh, as tiny and specifically as possible. So I don't just say, Oh, my goal this year is to do X, right? It's not like, Oh, I want to lose this weight and make this amount of money. It's, it's, I start there and then I really break it down and figure out how I'm going to make that happen. Um, every quarter, every month, every week every day and then break down like literally by the 15 minute mark because that's actually something that I can I can control right I can't control like a macro idea for my life right but I can control what I can actually do to make those things happen or to put them in motion
0: yeah totally totally so would you consider that to be analytical or would you use a different word to describe that
1: Oh, man, I, I don't know. I've never really looked at myself as being analytical. I, I'm just, I'm incredibly focused, right. And work incredibly hard. And I, I just know that if the ideas are too large for my brain, then they'll never happen, you know? So I've got to really break down how I go about everything that I do so that I can have control over these larger ideas that I, that I literally have no control over. Right. Like I don't have control over how much money I make this year. I mean, I do. But, you know, there's a market involved. Other people are involved. I have no control over any of those people. So how do I take control over the things I have no control over and also try to stay happy and stay positive and stay upbeat every day?
0: Now, knowing your backstory, life wasn't always peaches and cream, you know, and I'm sure it's not till today, right? I'm sure you face challenges still. Like you, you didn't roll out of bed one day and magically become one of, if not the most successful real estate agents of our time. What would be your advice for someone that's just getting started, right? But it's so focused on that end result. And the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, someone that's just started is so focused on that end result. They can have self-deprecating thoughts and, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I you know my goal when I got into the business wasn't to be the greatest real estate broker of all time. I mean that's for one that's just that's such a weird goal. Who who who, who's a little kid who's like you know what I want to be a great real estate agent. Um, Maybe there are people who do that now because of the TV shows and all that. But you know at least when I started ten years ago, a little over ten years ago, that wasn't even an idea. You know the idea for me was much simpler was how do I become the best real estate agent I can be where I don't have to worry about rent? Like that was an immediate goal. I'm sure like the bigger idea for me at the time was I want to be the best. I want to be the greatest just because that's, that's something that I I always think about with everything that I do. But the immediate goal was this is how much my rent is for the year. This is how much my food bills are. This is how much it costs me to go to the gym. These are my monthly expenses for the year. So how do I make as much as I can where I can pay all that off and not feel stressed? And pay taxes and have extra spending money, and so that's really where that initial goal came from. And I kept it small, which made it not so daunting, not so overwhelming, and I didn't have to be, you know, down on myself all the time because it really meant that I had to rent. I think it was like three apartments a month, right? Which is much different than what I would view as relative success for me today. But at the time, if I rented four apartments a month. I was the most successful real estate broker I've ever met, and because I didn't know that. <laughs> And so that's like, that's how I did it. And then it just grew from there. The next year it was, I want to rent five apartments a month and sell one apartment every two months. You know, the next year from there it was, I want to rent 10 apartments a month and sell an apartment or two every month. And so slowly but surely you grow and you make those goals just relative to how you need to be successful that year.
0: Sure. Now, how how did you find yourself overcoming adversity? Or how do you still overcome those challenges you face, you know, today?
1: Um, I I don't think I've 100% figured it out, you know, and I don't want to give you some like bullshit answer. I I just I really try to tune out the noise as much as I can. But at the same time, I, I use the adversity. I use the fact that I don't get listings and don't get business and other brokers sell a lot as kind of as fuel, right? Instead of being upset about it. Um, I'm not the kind of person who can actually be like really excited for other people when they do better than me. Like, I know that everyone talks about that. You see all those quotes on Instagram and all that, like, Hey, I have gratitude for people who are better than you. I'm like, well, I don't know, man, I'm not wired for that, but I use it to, to push me to go even stronger and to go harder. Like I, right before we jumped on this, you know, uh, on this, uh, podcast here, I got an email from a $15 million listing that I've been pitching for a while on Charles street in West village. Totally thought I had it locked up. And the guy literally just sent me an email and said, sorry, we have decided to go in another direction. And instead of getting really, really upset about it and like, Oh God, I, I wrote back right away and said, absolutely no problem. Completely understand. Um, but if you don't mind, you know, because I plan on being in this business for a long time, if you could just tell me you know, what your reasoning was for my own personal growth, that would be awesome. And I was totally friendly about it because that's going to help me a lot more going forward than just being pissed off and saying, Oh God, I lost another one. Screw this business. It's not going to do anything for me.
0: Yeah, totally. Now, you know, I'm on the other side of that spectrum. You know, I, I probably would have got a little frustrated. I might not have answered frustrated, but just keeping it real, I probably would have felt, you know, that frustration. And one thing that continuously frustrates me is the, you know, the fact that I continuously want more, you know, um, As you know, Ryan, I I was working with Damon John, that's where we originally met. And I recently left my position with him in November of 2018, just to um, get back to that entrepreneurial route that I that I had inside of me. And one thing that I'm faced with right now is the fact that I always want, always want more for myself, always feel like I could be doing more. So what's your advice for someone that's listening that, you know, where do you limit yourself, right? Where do you just close your laptop and just say, "All right, that was enough for the day? Um it well one, it's based
1: on what, what what what's your job, right? Like for me, I'm a real estate agent. Okay, I'm a salesperson all day long. My job, my actual job, the actual work is meeting new people and growing my my network, right? It's it's that's all my job is, is to generate leads. My job isn't to turn lights on, my job isn't showing apartments, my job isn't contracts or negotiating, like all those things are are part of the job. Their technique, they are characteristics of the job. But the actual work is meeting new people. So, I I have a rule in my own life that I have to meet at least five, if not more, new people every day, and save it into my contact database because that's the only way that I'm ever going to grow. Right? Is through you know just then to drip marketing and target marketing and just making sure everyone in the world knows that I sell real estate in New York, California, Miami, Chicago, etc. Um, and so as long as I've done that and my inbox is cleaned out and I know what I'm doing tomorrow, then I can kind of tune down and tune out, which is always sometime between like 10 and 11 p.m.
0: Now, you've mentioned some of the top traits and characteristics that have led to your continued success, one being, being focused, right? Um, setting smart goals, networking, things of that nature. What do you feel were, the, you, what would you consider the top three?
1: The top keys to my success?
0: Yes, exactly. Whether it's a characteristic or a trait, or maybe it's a habit, maybe you've meditated for X amount of days in a row, like, what would you say it is? Uh, oh, man. You know, I, again, like, I, I, I'm not a
1: bullshitter. So I'm trying to think like, real honestly, what, what's played a big role. I would say, you know, one, I would be lying if I said that the, the PR and the television didn't help me. I, I, sure. Um, and that was, that was basically came from me just saying yes to every opportunity. I mean, every single person I talked to literally every single person in 2010, the million dollar listing first started casting said, do not do it. It's going to bomb. It's going to, it's terrible. No one buys from people on reality TV. Reality TV is totally trash. Like every person. And I know it's, it's hard to think about that now because it sounds like what, why would you not do that? The exposure is great, but like things were different nine years ago, right? Like it was. It was, it was just a lot different. And I just took a risk and it worked out. But I've always been that type of person who just said yes and figured it out later. So I guess that's step one. Step two is um, I maximize the hours in my day, right? I, I wake up very early. I work out early so that the hardest part of my day is over by like 7 in the morning. Um, uh, you know, So that's, that's a whole step on just kind of laziness and putting the work in. And then I guess three is I... I really studied the ability to empathize with people. Right, I'm in a people business, uh, like I said. right, My job is to generate leads. My job is to network. I, I, whether I feel good in a situation or not has nothing to do with um, my ability to get a deal done. Right? My ability to get a deal done and to create income has everything to do with how I can empathize with the person in front of me or on the other end of the phone to make them feel good about their decision. There's a lot of salespeople that I've met over the years and a lot of other people that I've met over the years who are so stubborn and strong in their opinions or in their feelings. And they don't know it, but it, it screws them over every day. Like my feelings on something are always second, third, fourth, fifth, or 10th in line to the feelings of the person in front of me. I guess
0: that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Now, I do want to ask one thing. It's been a, it's been a trend on the show, and I'm curious. What time do you find yourself waking up in the morning? Uh,
1: it depends on the day, but between 4:30 and 5.
0: Wow. Yeah, that, that's definitely been the trend. Everyone is a 5 to 6 a.m. type of individual, so I, I love it. Um, okay, cool. What was a piece of advice you were given that you didn't necessarily want to hear, but it proved to be true over time?
1: <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know, man. People give me advice all the time. I guess, uh, I, for some reason, what comes to mind is my mom telling me that after watching the show, that the things that I think are funny are not funny to other people. And I need to be careful, you know, that, like that, (laughs) that that just didn't make any sense to me at the time. Um, but it proved true over time. Um, because I, I try to have a good sense of humor about everything and I try not to take myself too seriously, but a lot of times that can come across as, being rude or selfish or, you know, egotistical or, or what have you. And I, that was never my intention. Um, I guess the other piece of advice that was given that I didn't really make sense at the time, but you know, did, I guess, 10 years later is like early on in my career, I, I felt like I was working my ass off and this is an issue. I think a lot of people have, i work my ass off. I work so hard every day and it's not, it's not producing results. And I was talking to my dad My dad worked his ass off his whole life and was incredibly successful. And I just never really thought about him in any other way other than someone that worked really hard and wanted to do that work. And that's what produced the success. And, you know, I was complaining to him about having to wake up early. I was complaining to him about the hours. I was complaining to him about deals, like just kind of classic, just being annoying. Right. Um, And he looked at me and he was like, do you think that I wanted to wake up early every day when I was working? Do you think that I didn't have to try and fail every single day. I don't know why, but it like blew my mind, you know, because I had always grown up thinking that everything always worked out for him. And he liked waking up at 4.30 in the morning. And when he told me that, it just like, it woke me up. Um, And I don't really know if that's advice per se, but it really, it defined to me that everything I do every day isn't something to complain about because it's actually a choice. Like, I don't have to be in New York City. I don't have to sell real estate. I mean, like, like there's a whole world out there. They, they invented airplanes a long time ago. I can literally go anywhere. I can do whatever I want. That's what's so amazing about being live in 2019. And I don't know. It just really, really woke me up.
0: Yeah. No, I love it, man. I think that that's a great answer. Now, if you could give a piece of advice in under one minute to an individual that is looking to achieve their own definition of success, what would that be? I
1: would say kind of what I said at the beginning of, you know, at the beginning of this, which is like, figure out what you want. Like what do you want? You know, and, and make it realistic. Don't say, I want a billion dollars and I want to be married to Giselle. Well, you, you might not have a billion dollars this year and Giselle's already married. Okay. Like figure out what you want <laughs> and make it realistic and write it down on a piece of paper. Then break it down this year, okay? Because it's hard for us to really think in terms of years and decades, like this year. How are you going to get there? Like, what are you actually going to do to get what you want? And then break it down by month and then break it down by week. Like, what are you going to do tomorrow to get what you want for the year? And really figure it out and really make yourself goal-oriented and really hold yourself accountable. And if you need it, find an accountability buddy. Like, when I started, there was a real estate agent named Nick who was young with me. I was from Boston. He was from Pennsylvania. We both found ourselves in New York City trying to be these cool real estate agents, and we both sucked. And But we held each other accountable every day. In the morning, make sure you woke up early. At the end of the day, make sure you met your five people. Make sure you did your work, right? And we, if we didn't hit our goals, we would like slap each other around, and it, it really, really worked out. Kind of like when you have like a workout buddy to make yourself go to the gym in the mornings. You have to have the same thing for your, for your goals. And that's the biggest thing for me. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah, no, I love it, man. I truly appreciate you hopping on here and taking time out of your day. Where could people keep up with you on social media?
1: I apologize for the sirens. I don't know if you can probably hear that.
0: Oh now. no, listen, man. I'm in New York City too. It happens.
1: Yeah, um, you can find me anywhere. You know, we, I have a vlog that I put out every week about my life and about selling and um, whatever else is on my mind on YouTube at Ryan Serhant. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Ryan sirhan And if you're listening to this and you're thinking about sales, whether it's selling bikes or insurance or mortgages or cars or real estate. um, Or you just want to see kind of how a kid born in Houston, Texas, who bounced around eight times before fourth grade and came to New York, trying to be an actor and then ran out of money and then got into real estate and got to this point, you know, did all that. I wrote a book this year called sell it like Sirhan. And the audible I think is actually the best thing because it's, I I read it and I I think it's a little funny Um, and you can get that (laughs) any audio books or books are sold.
0: Awesome. All right, Ryan, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. No problem, dude. Thanks. And there you have it, episode 24 of the Decoding Success podcast featuring Ryan Serhant is officially in the books. This was one of my favorite interviews thus far and I'm going to tell you why. I have these massive fucking goals. Seriously, just think about that goal I'm consistently publicizing about impacting the lives of 1 billion people. It is scary as hell. But Ryan really hit the nail on the head in this interview for me when he talked about simplifying your success, or simplifying your goals I should say. Ryan says that when you just keep that massive goal in mind, it's It's hard to process and I can totally relate. That's exactly why it's so important to break that goal down. Again, big shout out to Ryan for hopping on here. And hey, make sure you check out his book. Actually, here's an idea. Through the show's partnership with Audible, you can get Ryan's book for free. All you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. Until next time, be blessed. Peace.